You are listening to the Life After Infidelity podcast, a podcast designed to help women who have been cheated on heal from anger, shame, sadness, and confusion so they can heal, reclaim their power, and live the life of their dreams. You will leave each episode with a heart of comfort, knowing you are not alone in your struggle and empowered to make informed decisions about your relationships moving forward. Because whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, both decisions will be hard, and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Brianna Latrice, and you are listening to the Life After Infidelity podcast. Um, so I created this podcast. Well, let me say this. Um, this podcast episode is going to be uh, short and sweet. It's the introductory episode um, just about me kind of sharing my story and um, why I'm doing what I'm doing with the work of life after infidelity. And so if you pay attention to the tagline, you'll see that um, I say removing the shame from your decision to leave or stay. So the premise of this podcast and the premise of my entire, and I'm like super weird. I don't know how to, to sit. I'm trying not to slouch over. I'm trying not to look too professional. But anyways, um, yeah, we here. I'm just going to do what I, I feel the need to do. So um, I do realize that like when I'm nervous, I move around in the chair. I play with my hair and all that stuff. So yeah, I just going to get all the nerves today. And um, hopefully we'll move forward from there. But yes, okay. So Life After Infidelity podcast was created um, because I want to remove the shame of people's decisions to leave or stay. And I want to say this, right? I coach women. That's that's my thing. Now, I do have men who have reached out and I'm actually building um, a list of resources of, of male coaches. So that's been really, really great. But just know that if you do hear me say things about like women or men cheating, because um, I already know they've already been in the comments on me talking about women cheat as well. I don't negate that women do cheat um but what i am talking about um specifically my target audience is for sure for for women but i created life after infidelity um definitely because i was cheated on in my marriage right and unfortunately it ended up in divorce but i want to remove the shame because i don't subscribe to the belief that once a cheater always a cheater um you can actually stay and rebuild trust with someone i actually have clients now that i'm working with that are on both ends of the spectrum um i have some clients who have made the hard decision to leave and so i'm helping them and coaching them through the grieving process but then I have people who have made the decision that they want to stay and try to work it out. And I don't believe in, you know, trying to shun someone for their decision because whatever route you take in infidelity, um, both routes are hard. You know, um, I remember when, um, you know, uh, Lala had um, did that interview with Charlemagne and she was just like um, staying was was easy. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um Staying can be easy and leaving can be easy. Staying can be hard and leaving can be hard. Both decisions have um, a process 
and both decisions have a grieving stage to them, shall I say. And so that is why Life After Infidelity, um, in particular the podcast, was created. Uh, you will hear different people's stories about what they did when they overcame infidelity um, and how their lives are now flourishing and thriving. And so um, I wanted to inspire anyone who has been cheated on to understand that, first of all, remove that shame. Um, there's a lot of people out here getting cheated on. And, you know, that's an unfortunate truth. That's an unfortunate reality. But there's a lot of people out here getting cheated on. And there's no shame in that. And um, we internalize it too, right? Like we internalize being cheated on and we look at ourselves and our self-esteem. But we got to think about like some of the most beautiful people, some of the most beautiful human beings on this earth have been cheated on. And so that's how we know that we can't internalize that, that essentially it's always um, the fault of the betrayer. Um, but learning how to navigate that, like how to navigate infidelity, because that is like a hard, hard situation. And so I think today what I'm going to do is just tell you briefly about my story. Um, I'm not going to go into depth about my story today. I've kind of battled with that, like how much am I going to share on this episode and how much am I not? But um, I think that through the course of the podcast, you will hear more of my story and I just gotta stop right now. Like, I'm, 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 I'm grateful um, for the season that I'm in. But I'll be honest with you, like, I have nothing planned for this podcast episode. Um, even before I got here, I've just kind of been praying and meditating about, like, okay, what do the people need on this episode? Um, and it was so crazy. Um, I went to the gym this morning and a couple of people were just asking me like about the work that I'm doing because they've been seeing my post and uh, that was inspirational. But I'm going to pull up a message. Um, one of my aunties sent me a message um, on the drive here and she was like, I'm so proud of you, baby. And I was like, thank you. What did I do? You know, and that's what I said. I text. I was like, thank you. What did I do? And so she texted me back and she said, you're helping others from your painful past experiences and I'm giving you your flowers. Allow the spirit of God to guide and direct your path. And um, I think that's what I'm going to do on this episode uh, because that was God sent because I really didn't even want to record this episode today because um I just been like in this funk and y'all get that like we all get in these emotional funks where we just feel so heavy and we don't even understand like where it's coming from or why we're feeling the way that we're feeling um overall life appears to be good for me um but yeah so Let's get into it. Um, my story. Okay, so I am 35. What's today? Ooh, I'm 20 days away from my 36th birthday. So, yes, I am 35. Um, so college sweethearts. That's what uh, me and my ex-husband were. Um, I actually met my ex-husband in college. Um I was 19, he was 20. Um, so he and I were together for a total of 
13 years. And I have to do the math, like, because sometimes I be forgetting. Okay, so 19 plus 13, 32, yep, yeah, that's right, cool. Okay, so from 19 to 32, I was with this, I can say it, I was with this beautiful man, right? Um, it was actually really funny. Didn't know his name at the time in college, so we uh, gave him the name Chocolate Thunder. That was his. That was his code name. So whenever we saw him coming in, ooh, we called him Chocolate Thunder. But anyways, um, fast forwarding. Um, so I say that to say this: I was 19 when I got with him. Grew up Pentecostal. Um, so I was also a virgin when I got with. Um, my ex-husband and I felt the need to say that because this is important um there's something has to be done behind this culture or this belief when it comes to religion and it's funny because I was talking to someone today and she was Catholic and um one of her other parents was Mormon and so she even said the dynamics of her parents marriage was that even when her mom tried to leave, like their religion pushed them back into the marriage, even though she was being emotionally abused. And, you know, I've made a post about that is that I think sometimes we always think about physical abuse as being the only type of abuse in a relationship. But um, actually, you know, I was just reading something and it was saying that emotional abuse, um, it can be like one of the most dangerous forms of abuse in a relationship because A, we don't consider it actually being abuse, which means that we stay in it longer and then it affects us psychologically. Um, and it affects us more psychologically because we actually stay in it um, for so much longer. And um, we have to start changing this narrative that, um, you know, I get it. Like biblically, uh, scriptures say, you know, what it says about divorce. But time and time again, because I was guilty of this as well, I stayed in a toxic marriage that was unhealthy for me for the sake of what I believed religiously. And there were even people that I would talk to and they would even say that I need to look at what I'm doing that's causing this man to go elsewhere. And these were women of the faith that I was going to and I was asking them and confiding in them about what do I do? And then I had this mindset of, oh, okay, well, I've only ever been with this man intimately. And so, um, Jesus, I ain't supposed to be with no other man sexually. You know what I'm saying? And so there's this, um, we need to work on that because we can't allow mistreatment from anyone for the sake of religion. And so I want to say that again, because that is one of the reasons why, mind you, I say one, um, but that is one of the reasons why I stayed in this toxic relationship, knowing that my partner was cheating on me. Um, let's see. So a little bit about my story. It was 2015, October, actually. And um, do I tell y'all the story or do I just, okay, I'll tell y'all the story. Cool. Okay, so it's 2015, October, um, and at the time, my ex-husband was in the process of looking for a new car, so we were operating off of one car, and I had just gotten my my uh, my car, I had just gotten a, 
Nissan Juke. And so I called him Billy Jukes, uh, BJ for short. So me and BJ had went to pick up my ex-husband. Um, I was actually cooking dinner. And he was like, I need to go to Walmart. I need to go to Walmart. So I was like, okay, cool. You go to Walmart, drop me off at the house, and I'm going to finish dinner. So, you know, cool. So he comes up. I guess he uses the restroom or changes his clothes. I really don't even know because I went straight to the kitchen and started cooking. Um, but when he left, I noticed that uh, he left this tablet Uh yeah, tablet, Apple tablet. I was like, what do you, do you call it an Apple tablet? What is it called? I don't know. Anywho, so he left his tablet on the dining room table. And at this time, y'all, I was still team Android. So I didn't know how apples worked. But um, I'm cooking dinner. And so I'm looking at this iPad. And then the iPad is looking back at me. And then I'm looking at the iPad. And then the iPad looking back at me. And I'm just like... Okay, Bree, what 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 you about to do? Now mind you, I've been trying to get into his stuff for a while now at this point, and I've been unsuccessful, exponentially unsuccessful. But it was so funny. This particular time I remember my mother in law telling me, Baby, men are simple. What's one password for one thing is their password for everything. I remember that so I walked over to the tablet and I pulled it out and I put in his debit card number as the pin Jesus Mm, mm, mm. build a fence Lord and that's what did it that opened up the tablet and so um I you know to be honest though you know how you you have this instinct that a person is cheating on you but you're also kind of hopeful that no they wouldn't do that to me like because I still believe that overall he was a great person so he would not do anything like that to me but I needed to you know calm my nerves right so when I got in there I'm thinking I'm not gonna find anything but you know okay I find something, right? He FaceTimed his brother. And I was like, okay, that's his brother. That's cool. But then next to that, it was a female's name. And mind you, like I said, I'm team Android still at this point. So I don't even really know how to work. No tablet, no no Apple products. And so I was just pressing buttons. And then when I pressed the girl's uh, name, the messages came up. And I saw something that said, good night. Hmm. And so to my mind, I'm thinking, okay, why would this man be telling another full grown woman that I know nothing about? Good night. So at this point, um, y'all already know when you, when you, when you, (laughs) when you find out initially, right. Um, you lose your mind. And that's what I did. I went I went temporarily crazy, probably. Well, this ain't even the craziest time, but this is one. So I just cut the stove off. I cut off all the food. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I can't stay in the house. Because if I stay in the house, I don't know when he's coming back. And when he comes back, he's going to see I'm in his tablet. You know, so he's going to interrupt my further investigation that I need to do. And so um, 
I just took the tablet, put my shoes on, and ran out the house. And I called one of my friends. She had moved. My other friend um, that was, like, stayed in this area, she wasn't at home. She she was out and about somewhere. And so I literally, y'all, no lie, I just ran into the woods in between my apartment complex and another apartment's complex um, because there was, like, a, a little um, garden there where you could sit down in. So I sat down um, in that little garden area, and I just looked. I looked. I just I just read all the text messages. And then, of course, I called some of the women, right? Um, and one particular woman I called, she was like, oh, no, we don't mess around like that. You know, she was like, I don't F with him like that. But it was funny because as soon as I called her and hung up, well, hung up the phone with her, then my ex-husband called me. And so I was like, oh, this heifer done lied to me. So long story short, um, that was the first time I found out. And that night, um, there was probably about four women that particular night that I found out about in that tablet. Um, yeah, I won't even really go into you. You'll hear that story more and more. Um, and so what happened was that night um, I called one of my friend girls and her husband was like, nah, Bree needs to come stay with us for the night because she's angry and ain't no telling what she gonna do to him. So I got up, I got my stuff. I went to my friends and her husband's house and um, I ended up staying there, I think like two or three nights, right? And then when I got home, um, I got home when he was at work and I purposely did that. Well, by this time his guard is down. He don't know that I'm coming home or when I'm coming home because I haven't reached out to him, haven't done anything. Um, and also, at this point, I haven't even told my family. So I'm just, like, I'm just empty. Um, I'm just sleeping on a friend's couch empty. Like, I ain't got nothing for nobody. And when I get home, um, I see that he has his laptop up. And, again, his guard is down because he don't know when I'm coming home. So I get into his laptop. And this fool ain't got the uh, the password on his laptop. You know, his, he don't have his laptop locked because he don't know when I'm coming home. So I was able to get into his laptop. And so from there, I was able to log in. Well, not log in, but everything was open. So I went into his emails, into his WhatsApp, and I made myself stop this particular time. Because, mind you, this had been the first time I had found out was about two or three days, and I saw four women. This particular time, now we're three, four days, two or three days post me finding out about the first time in the tablet. Now I'm in his laptop, and I made myself stop. Hear what I'm saying to you. I made myself stop at woman eight. This is still October of 2015. Like, my heart couldn't take it. So um, that was 2015. Every six months, like clockwork, I would find out about another woman until about I used to say five years but you could say it's five years but after 2018 I really stopped looking um and I know y'all are probably like well three years post why are you still looking when you're with someone um who is very emotionally abusive and manipulative just flick my earring um <laughs> you're messed up and um my ex would tell me things like um he made me 
And he would tell me, like, I remember I would ask him, like, why can't you just leave me instead of just continuing to cheat on me? Why don't you just leave me? And he would say, say, say things like, um, you're not strong enough, um, for me to leave you, I have to stay here. I have to watch you. It was never, I'm here because I love you. Um, it was always like, you need me. I'm worthless, right? And that's a manipulation tactic. And that's why I'm so heavy on talking about gaslighting and narcissistic behaviors because those things really taint your belief and your reality. And so, yeah, I stayed with him five years, even though I filed for divorce and the divorce was finalized in 18, I still stayed with him in 2020. I still stayed with him in 2020 till 2020. Um, and so, um, oh, I don't even know. I'm losing my track of mind. So every six months we'll find out about another woman. What prompted the divorce though was I was working out at the gym one day and yes, we're still married at this point in time. Keep keep note of that. But his girlfriend, my ex mm -mm, my husband at the time, we're still married. His girlfriend of two years approaches me at the gym and tells me that they've been together for two years. And she proceeds to tell me, because we were uh living in separate places at one point in time, and she proceeds to tell me that when they uh when she went over to his house one day she caught him with another woman so i don't know how many women my ex-husband has actually ever been with um but yeah and mind you at this particular time that she tells me this he's living with me he's living with me rent free rent free bill free and you know people always tell me like well she was disrespectful for approaching you at the gym she's disrespectful for approaching you period because she's the other woman and I always tell people like they don't understand that the night before I had just had a conversation with my husband about um him needing to if he was going to stay with me he needed to like help pitch in for bills like one thing that he did confess because I asked him was like I paid all the bills and you just used your money to go flaunt these other women. And, you know, I tell that is that is that I, I, and I don't even think I'm, I'm not even going to say I'm embarrassed about that. Like, yeah, I was in a whole relationship where I was footing most of the bills and then this man was still cheating on me. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just was a very toxic relationship. Um, I even asked him one time, too, like, why can't you stop cheating? And he told me that he can't quit cold turkey. Like, that was his response. And I was so weak and empty that I accepted that response, which is what the crazy part is. And so um, that, 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 that has been my experience. Um, you know, I left him um, and I started to move on. But the moving on was hard. And here's the thing. I understand that just because we leave a person physically does not mean that we've left them emotionally. There's a there's a two-step process to that. So when I finally made the decision to actually leave him for good in 2020 during COVID, um, I think a lot of people, like, got their mind right during 2020, during COVID. Like, we were like, okay, now nah, we can't keep living like this. And I'll tell you that story on another day of, like, what really prompted me to leave. Um, but I had to make some hard choices throughout that. Like, I had to cut ties with his family, which I think has been the biggest heartbreak for me. Um, cutting off my relationship with my mother-in-law and sister-in-law and definitely my niece. Um, 
definitely my niece. Um, and I'm gonna move past that one because I'll cry about that one. But um, like I loved his family to pieces, but definitely his niece, my sister in law, my mother in law, like I love them, love them. Um, and I talk about that actually in my book, which is gonna be coming out soon, y'all. Um which is called right where healing wants you to be, but it talks about like when you're leaving um, toxic relationships, how you have to kind of remove all of these hooks that are, that could potentially reel you back in to your ex. Um, So that is what life after infidelity is all about. It is about removing the shame of your decision to leave or stay. Um, like I told y'all, every six months I would find out about another woman um, and then he would reel me back in. And um, there's a term for that that's, that, that's called hovering. And we'll talk about that in the episode too, about narcissists and how they hover people back in. But they do that because they have to keep a supply of women on hand um, or men. But they do that because they have to keep a supply, but it's fulfilling an insecurity within them. And so that is what life after infidelity is about. It is about removing the judgment and the stigma of the fact that, yeah, we have been cheated on, but allowing you to make the decision that is best for you. And that is what I do. And I I do a darn good job at it. Like I do a beautiful job at it, actually. Um of teaching people how to learn if a person is a good candidate for trust and some of the things that you have to look for to know if a person is a good candidate for trust is are they truly understanding how they hurt you what's their intent um, behind the apology because here's the thing too we're going to dive into apologies um how do people apologize to you because my ex would say i'm sorry all the time but that was all he would say was i'm sorry and because i was so vulnerable um, and so open to, to, to accept anything from him at that point, I accepted that apology. But that apology wasn't, I'm sorry for my behaviors and my actions. I'm sorry was because he knew, A, it was the right thing to do. He knew, B, that it would just kind of um, calm me down for the minute. So he continued doing what he was doing. Um, but he was not sorry for um, how he hurt me. He wasn't sorry for his actions because he knew he was going to continue his actions. And so we're going to talk about things like that, like what does an apology look like, especially when we're dealing with infidelity? Um, Does this person have the ability to um, be trustworthy? And do they have the ability to be the partner that you want them to be? Um, Do they have the character? What is their character? Right. Um, And then also a track record like you need to you need to be able to look back and see that, okay, this person wants me to 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 grow with them and rebuild with them. But can I actually see tangible results of what that person is doing? So throughout this episode, um, throughout this podcast, actually, um, we're going to get into it. Like and it's not just a woman's episode. Like I got men that I'm interviewing. Um, Some of the topics that we're talking about uh, are why do men cheat, Um, love or respect. Um, And those are by men, male counterparts that I interviewed. Um, Is commitment dead? That is one um, that I interviewed with a male. And then there was another one, y'all. Dang. I can't can't even remember. Oh, mm, once a cheetah, always a cheetah. We're going to get into that. So I have 
a compilation of things and I'm excited about it. So if you um, are a woman and you have truly healed from infidelity, because I have several women who are going to be on um, this season's episode sharing their story. But if you're a woman and you want to share your story and you're fully healed from it, you can hit me up on um, IG at uh, life underscore after underscore infidelity underscore. Um, and just let me know about your story and let's connect. Or if you're a woman who has recently um, found out that your partner has cheated on you, you can also hit me up on IG, um, the same tag. You can actually send me a text message to y'all. Like, um, let me find it because I got a number and y'all can call me on this number. Hold on. I'm going to give it to y'all. Um, if you, I'm going to say this. If you are interested in working with me, you can definitely message me on Instagram and just say coaching. Just type coaching in there and I'll send you a link to um, schedule a free 15-minute coaching consultation with me. Um, or you can text me at uh, 469-956-956. 9979 and you can text me coaching as well um also um i have um a 49 day devotional for healing the heart after infidelity um and i also have a free boundaries ebook um as well and then i also have um some questions that you can really dive into for yourself because here's the thing as I'm working with people about rebuilding trust, the biggest thing that we have to do is rebuild trust within ourselves first because the trust has been broken within us, first of all, because um, if you've been gaslit and all that stuff, like you've got to rebuild that trust within yourself. So if you want um, even the forms for that, like they're really great questions. Like I'll give you some of them. Like some of them are, what are my feelings related to trust? How do I feel about trust? Um, how has and how does trust show up in my life? And I actually have like, I think like 20 questions um, along that same vein where you can deep dive into how you feel about trust. So again, if you're interested in working with me um, and you want to sign up for a free consultation, if you um, want to know more about how to uh, purchase my 49-day um devotional for healing the heart after infidelity or if you want um the list of trust questions you can text me at 469-956-9979 so i thank y'all for rocking out with me um I'm releasing this episode on my birthday. So the best thing that you can do for me as a birthday gift, y'all, is um, go write a review about this podcast and then share it with some other people. Um, this is going to be an amazing adventure. I'm so excited about it. Um, so, yeah, come back for the next episode. Keep rocking out with me. And um, I'll see you in the next episode. You beautiful people have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, beautiful. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the show so you can stay connected with a community of women who can relate to what you're experiencing. And do me a favor, take a screenshot that you were listening to the show and tag me on Instagram at life underscore after underscore infidelity underscore. I love to connect with you, hear your story of infidelity and show you some love over there. Until next time, I'm your host, Brianna Latrice reminding you that whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, both decisions will be hard, and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. See you next time, beautiful.